you don't have to understand all of the theory or like truly 100% understand the other person's identity or the experience that they're having. And the likelihood is like, you won't, you can't like truly be living their experience. They're like 7 billion plus people on this planet. Like the likelihood you're going to understand every single person's gender identity is like very unlikely, right? (laughs) So I think people get really caught up in the, I have to understand this 100% or I'm never going to be able to be a good person. Whereas like, you should be trying really hard, like listen to the podcasts and, you know, watch the documentaries and read the articles and like do all of your, your work, like actually put in the effort. But if at the end of the day, you know, you've got a PhD in this and you still don't 100% understand the identity of somebody else, like that's okay. You can still respect people. You can still affirm people. You can still show up for people even if you don't understand their experience 100%. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Welcome back. Oh, wow. What a treat do I have for you today. One of my OG cosmic bosses is here. In the house, we have Dre Seha. They are one of my all-time favorite Taurus baddies. They are an educator, consultant, and speaker who works with folks and communities that are invested in creating more inclusive, affirming, and welcoming spaces where all transgender, non-binary, queer people can thrive and feel belonging. We love that. And whether it's in their corporate environments, small business, social service settings, they have this intersectional approach to creating, like I said, more inclusive spaces but while also bringing fun and beauty and magic to the whole environment, to the whole process. And this is because they're not just an advocate, but they're also an amazing multimedia artist who works in the physical and digital realms and on bodies with tattoos, I believe still, while all drawing on their Chicano transgendered queer experience and while incorporating their ancestral art forms. Can you see why I'm obsessed? Oh, and they have truly the best, most contagious, most delightful, delicious energy in the whole world. So I am so excited, and this is such a gift to have you on, and I'm so excited to have Dre on as today's Cosmic Changemaker. Welcome, welcome, Dre. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. It is really such a special opportunity to be here, and I, I know love I just time with you, so. love at first Zoom when I connected with you. I was just like, <laughs> I love this person's energy. Great. <laughs> okay, so why don't I just give a long, my long-winded, you know, introduction? But why don't you tell people the baddies listening a little bit about yourself and what you do in your own words? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's so much in that intro, right? But I mean, we'll probably get into that too later. But there's so much to all of us, right? And I really don't like to be the person that's like, oh, let's limit ourselves to like one or two words. Um, when we like all of these amazing things. 
but yeah, I am an educator. So I'm a facilitator. I'm a trainer. I'm a consultant. I help folks in their communities, whether that's like professional spaces, personal spaces, those uh, communal spaces, how you can be more supportive of transgender and non-binary people. And a lot of that also lends itself to like, how can you be supportive and affirming of like all people in your spaces, but we get narrowed in, right, to like the specifics of, you know, transgender and non-binary folks and how to be supportive uh, and affirming. And that is a bulk of my work, right? <laughs> it's like the stuff I do for money uh, <laughs> is that. And yeah, really, really love that. My favorite thing is being able to share space with folks and be having these conversations. Right now, it's very virtual, but it's, you know, we're still trying to do that really well and really hold space that feels really intentional and thoughtful. So that is, um, you know, part of it. Sometimes we do in-person stuff. It's really hard. Do miss like that aspect of things these days. But yeah, and then I, I try and do like bite-sized stuff too. So the social media posts, like we need to have some sort of work in this that is like available and accessible to people. And if that's part of what I can give back to. It's like sometimes like the bite-sized things. How can we get this knowledge in every single day? How can we be those lifelong learners? <laughs> because we should be and we are, right? Like you want to learn something new every single day. Social media can be a tool for that, right? It can be like this tool that feels like so draining and awful a lot of the time, but it also can be like this really beautiful space where like you encounter new knowledge um, that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to find. And like relatively uh, accessible for a lot of folks. Of course, there's always barriers, but that's one way I like to make things a little easier for people to get that information. Uh, and then the artist part of me, I am an artist just opening a new studio here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is actually the unceded land of the Susquehannock people. And for anybody who's listening to this and you're wondering what this means, right? It's that like these are the ancestral lands of like native peoples that we are like occupying and that it is their right to this land. And for reality, for a lot of people, like that's they don't have access to the land that is rightfully theirs because of colonization, which was violent. <laughs> this is like the realities of like where. I am living right now um, is that it's occupying somebody else's lands and that someone's violence, white supremacy, you know, took that. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with whose lands you're on, if you're somebody who's occupying somebody else's um, ancestral lands, then you can go to, oh gosh, California. We'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes or something. It's one of those weird shortened URLs. But that's a great place to get started and also to start learning, you know, about the folks who are indigenous to where you live mm -hmm. and give back to those communities too. So we'll make that accessible to folks to try and find that information is really important, especially if you're just encountering this kind of idea for the first time. Just getting that link can be the start to like a much bigger educational journey for you. And then the action that comes along with it. Really important for me to say that, you know, while we're talking about like where we're at. So circling back, the studio, right? It's our, our collective art studio. I have three friends of mine that are, we're all working together uh, to create more accessible art space. So that is opening very soon. Uh, and yeah, I do lots of multimedia art, digital art, physical art. I love painting, I love watercoloring. I love the tangible of art too. Uh, not that digital is intangible, but um, I love that. 
drawing a lot of inspiration from nature and from artists who have come before me, who have made it possible, you know, for me to be doing art today. Yeah. I love bringing the vision to like the reality of like this physical plane. Very long-winded intro, but... <laughs> First of all, honey, we don't have anyone on the podcast who's not like, I'm down for the multi-dimensional, multi-potentialite, multi-hyphenate. I'm like, yes, give it to me all. Like, I love it. I live for it. And it all is like woven through the same thread, like in your soul. I feel it. But I'm like, I love it. And I, I just... Again, one thing I always say on here, I'm just encouraging people, don't feel the need to niche down. Don't feel the need to come down to right. one little thing. Like you're too big for that. If you're holding all these multitudes, like let yourself contain them. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for the intro and thank you so much for the land acknowledgement. You know, that was something you really brought to our Cosmic Boss crew and our calls. And it was just like such a good reminder. You're such a sacred keeper of like the earth and representing all the people on it and especially indigenous folks and also just honoring like, this is the truth of the matter. And I'll acknowledge I am on the unceded land of the Montauket people who come from the Algonquin tribes, but Montauket people are within that. So just again, so you're always see art, activism, advocacy. <laughs> you're just always like in that. It's just who you are. And, um, and I appreciate that. And it's such a good reminder. And we're going to talk about your Taurus energy. But you always help me slow down and be like, yes, back to the values, back to <laughs> what's important, back to beauty, back to truth. So let's talk about like, well, I want to ask you two things and this will be two parts, but like, sure. how did you end up doing what you do, especially with the consultant facilitator educating work? Because I'm super intrigued by that. And then I would love, you know, I'll remind you of this, but this is my like Virgo mutable brains. Like I have a list for you. I would love <laughs> to hear like some intro, you know, if you were giving a talk or giving one of your sessions or your seminars, like. What are some of the initial like tips and tricks you talk about or like the tools, how we can begin to, and I, I like what you said about like, yeah, I'm teaching people how to have more inclusive spaces. Specifically, you know, we're talking about trans, non-binary, queer individuals, but this, hey, this is just good to know for everyone for being a human. So I would love to hear, yeah, starting off with how you got involved in this work. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I am intrigued by everything so <laughs> life resume i need i need to have a t-shirt make yourself a t-shirt i am intrigued by everything <laughs> yeah well you, you talk to talk to my mom or like anybody you know who like knows me really well you know i'm one of those people who's like has a million hobbies like starts a million books like you know, does all of these things and i really believe now, I haven't historically felt this way. And like, that is because of a lot of different like oppressions and stuff. But it's a superpower, right? Being able to like be interested and so curious and like, want to dive into like so many things. That is a superpower. I truly believe that. 100%. Uh, that, that also means like, all throughout, you know, school when you're a kid, like they're asking like, what you want to be like, has changed and evolved so much, <laughs> you know, over those years. And you know, start you start seriously planning for like what you're going to do after graduation or anything like that itself is like a system and an institution. But what are you going to do for college? Like, what do you want to be? Like, at first I wanted to be like in middle school, it's like, I'll be a middle school teacher. High school was like, I'd love to be a high school teacher. Um, and I was like, but what do I want to teach? Like, I really love science. Like, I just like geek out. Mm. So I graduated high school and I went to college and um, I started 
with environmental sciences and ecology, mm. which was really interesting. And then I found myself not feeling challenged enough. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we're going to change my major. And I was like, oh, I really love the body. I really love movement. I really love like healing. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll do athletic training and I'll get into that program. And then I was like, oh, I really just, this is not it either, I don't think. And then uh, uh, finally, I was like, oh, they have this sociology program. Let me try that. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> like figuring out all the structures that are in place and all the constructs and like how everything that you're experiencing is because of all these rude things and how we behave and how we interact and like all of that stuff. Right. And all of the amazing people and so inspiring people that like made this discipline what it is. And I loved it. Right. And I also found that I loved sharing it. Like I loved the presentations. Like I loved writing the papers. I loved doing the, all of it. Uh, and then I was also like a, a leader on a couple of clubs and that would have, one of them was um, our, our like rainbow Alliance was the name of it. And we started kind of doing on campus talks, like doing speaking gigs. And I was like, this is it. That, and this is like giving me so much life. Um, and then from there, it kind of just happened. And, you know, I worked for a small nonprofit doing the training work. And now I work for um, Transgender Training Institute, which has been my dream for like the last two or three years. It's like, I want to work there. <laughs> that is where I want to work. And now I work with an all trans team, lots of folks with a diversity of experiences and identities and expertise. And I'm just like amazed by the people that I work with every single day and inspired in so many ways. And that's like the work I do, but it also like fills my cup so much. Really beautiful. And then I've always been interested in art, always been interested in art. Ever since I was a little kid, I had, um, you remember the, the magna doodles, like that magnetic oh, thing? Mm -hmm. with the <laughs> I had a magna doodle and a whiteboard. And remember those like briefcase style? Oh yeah. With like, like art like sets. And I had all like the like <laughs> right. colored pencils and the like tubes of paint. Yeah. yeah. The, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, my catchphrase basically when I was a kid was like, what do you want me to draw? And I would just like draw all the time and just like ask people. They would eventually people would just be annoyed, you know, like you've got this, like you are creative, you are inspired, like you come up with an idea next. And <laughs> yeah, and I, I kept doing that and I got really into portraiture in my teens and I was like doing hyper realistic stuff, which if you know my art now is like not exactly the same <laughs> anymore, but I've always, always been in love with art. And it wasn't until, you know, maybe like the last year and a half, like I really started to dive into that a lot more. And I know I had shared this with you, Maddie, this little quote, this little mm -hmm. thought that I had just like in my notes on my phone, but it was, I tried to convince myself I'm not an artist, but that is the thing I am the most. Mm -hmm. And that's always the thing that I've been, right? Mm -hmm. So that is kind of how we've gotten here and, you know, just finding the the passion and trying a lot of different things, but also like finding the North Star eventually mm -hmm. and being like, that is what I want. That is what I want to manifest. That is what I want to get to. And really trying to feel deeply like, is this for me? Mm -hmm. Right. Is this excite me? Does this like light me up? Mm -hmm. um, does it fill my cup? And I think those are really important questions. Such important questions. And I love like, that journey, like you said, like doing something, it's okay. You don't have to like 
stay in something forever if it's like that doesn't I thought that's what I wanted but a lot of times we live it and we do it and we're like that's not actually it okay try the next thing and that's just being curious and I absolutely curiosity is a superpower 100% it, you know obviously ties so much into your birth chart too as one of your superpowers but I also love how much your you know we're going to talk about your north node and your north star you're, you're living in it you're definitely in it your north node libra art justice equity beauty fairness but you're such a, I don't know, when you were talking, I was like, Dre, like, you're such a champion for people's like identity, too. Because I'm like, there's the identity work you do, obviously, like TTI, it's so important. And like, but again, like seeing people for who they are. And part of that artist work, too, is like, I think most people could identify with, it's hard to call yourself an artist, or like what that quote was, like, there's something about it. And it's like, so liberating. And like, no, like, you like to create art you are an artist, you create, you're an artist. And for you to claim that is so beautiful. And so I, I just see when you're talking as like such a like holding a torch just for your truth and your identity and, and living in that. So we love that. Thank you so much for um, sharing that. And congrats. I know when we started talking like <laughs> TTI you. was such a big <laughs> manifestation for you and, and you're in it. And you're also getting out like we're gonna talk about your studio and your collective and you're just like, you're just in full bloom. And I'm excited. It's just so fun to watch you. But let's talk a little bit about us saying your work you do, you're immersed in, well, you live it in your lived experience, but you also have formal training on it. You know, when someone, obviously by hiring you, is kind of with the intention of like, hey, we want to be a better ally, we want to have more inclusive spaces, we just want to learn and educate ourselves. And I know you, when you came on our Instagram during COVID, we were doing our Instagram lives, like you were such a safe space for people to, for you to be like, hey, I'm just going to teach you things and like answer questions maybe of things you've always wanted to ask someone but didn't know how beyond like a Google search. So when you're talking about creating an inclusive space for trans, non-binary, queer folks, but again, like we're talking about in general for any, you know, especially marginalized or historically systemically oppressed identity, what are some of your tips for like, how do we begin, you know, as someone, I'm white, I'm, I'm all the things, white, straight, cisgendered, able-bodied, white woman, like, how would you guide someone like myself or the other baddies listening to this? Like, how do we begin to really not just have the intention of being an ally and being inclusive, but actually like living it, doing it? What are your beginning? I know it's a big conversation, but just a jumping off point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, something I do, I want to make like very clear because this can be like a very common mistake that a lot of people make, right? Like I put myself out there to like share this information and answer people's questions and like listen to people kind of, you know, make mistakes as they learn. And I do get like paid also to do that. So like um, one mistake that people often make is like, they'll just like find their trans neighbor, or, like their trans coworker. And they'll be like, hey, like, I have some questions for you. Could you like answer them like very gently and hold space for me? Thank <laughs> for you. Free? For, thank you. For, that's a great first distinction of how you show up as an ally is not expecting free emotional labor from the person great. that you're trying to help. <laughs> thank you. That's huge. Yeah. So that, that just like a little bit of framing. So I think sometimes people like don't realize like some of the work I do like is very much like an expertise kind of thing. Like a lot of people on my team, like we do this every single day. Like this is our thing. You know, we spend a lot of time like perfecting like our craft too. And like even just how we show up as educators. 
The other thing is, is, is like, you know, these are really personal, sometimes very heavy questions. So just wanted to let people know that too. That like, if you were looking for this work, pay somebody to do it. Uh, also, you know, there are people who are, who like have devoted their whole lives to it and like, not just like somebody you corner in the hallway <laughs> um, to like ask a, a question because you're curious. <laughs> yeah, please don't. And of course there will always be people in your life who like maybe are the exception to that. And they're like, actually, yeah, ask me all the questions. And I love to do that for free. It like makes me feel good. Like that is also valid and real and true. There are no binaries in that dynamic either. Like all dichotomies are false dichotomies. But there's so many things to think about, like while you're beginning this journey. You know, one I, I think is that like you don't have to understand all of the theory or like truly 100% understand the other person's identity or the experience that they're having. And the likelihood is like you won't. You can't like truly be living their experience. They're like 7 billion plus people on this planet. Like the likelihood you're going to understand every single person's gender identity is like, very unlikely, right? <laughs> so I think people get really caught up in the, I have to understand this 100% or I'm never going to be able to be a good person. Mm. Whereas like, you should be trying really hard, like listen to the podcasts and, you know, watch the the uh, documentaries and read the articles and like do all of your, your work, like actually put in the effort. But if at the end of the day, you know, you've got a PhD in this and you still don't 100% understand the identity of somebody else, like that's okay. You can still respect people. You can still affirm people. You can still show up for people, even if you don't understand their experience 100%. Such right? an important, uh, so important. <laughs> if we wait to figure everything out until we right. start doing it, it's never going to happen. And that is part of, of the whole thing. Is like you don't have to understand it all, actually, but you have to understand mm-hmm. the certain guidelines of treating someone with respect, understanding them, and I think that's, again, this is like information that's so important in general, just for all of us. Okay, so huge. What we're hearing is don't corner people asking for free emotional labor. Big one, big, big, big bells and whistles on that. And again, going for anyone who you want to learn more about their identity, pay people, read books, hire people who do this, listen to podcasts, and you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to understand everything in in that old noggin, in the old noodle of yours to just be able to be like, hey, I can extend you, yes, this grace, this understanding, this empathy, this respect. Beautiful. Okay. Anything else you want to add to that? I mean, it's a larger conversation, but I feel like I'm like, within your own, is there anything else you want to add to that? That's a great starting off point. I think a lot of what I'm mentioning is just kind of like some thoughtfulness and like some frameworks and like approaches to this work. Cause like, there's no way I'm able to like share everything everyone needs to know. (laughs) But not put that pressure on you. In 45 minutes, can you teach everyone? (laughs) It's like, I, you know, require an hour and a half of my clients. So (laughs) 45 minutes. But another one, you know, last thing too, is like, as you're beginning to do this work, like coming from a place of failing forward, Right. And that's like not a novel concept. Like I didn't create that idea, but like if you make a mistake and like you cause harm and you learn from it and you just try and do better next time. And I think people can also get caught up in like that guilt and the shame of Mm. that. And like, of course they feel guilt and of course they feel shame about like making mistakes or like hurting other people. But you are not necessarily defined by that one action. Like you're defined by like what you do after. So fail forward. You know, try your best to always be learning from those moments. And that's all we can ask of ourselves. 
Um, and we get caught in that guilt and that shame, you know, we're really stuck there. And I think you should feel your feelings, you know, process that, you know, in what, in ways that feel good for you. But when we get stuck there, you know, we don't learn from that and we don't end up building our skills and our knowledge. And we also don't practice how to repair that harm with that person that we hurt when we get stuck there too. So there's like actions that happen after like learning and moving forward, you know, having that experience and not wanting to do that again. And also trying to repair that harm with that person, if that's an option that's, you know, available to you. Huge, huge, huge. Like you said, like, we're not going to have both figured out. And again, you know what? I said you weren't going to fix it all in 45 minutes. Your sessions are at least an hour and a half. But those three starting off points are like three, like pretty big scaffolding points to jump off of. And using them as like, yeah, as as your own guidepost, like coming back to those three things. And yeah, you're not going to have it all figured out. Of course, feel your feelings. But dwelling in guilt and shame is also like, to me too, just like centering yourself back in it again. It's like, oh, let me just, let me feel into this. What did I learn? Mm -hmm. How can I not only say I'm sorry, but how can I, you know, make it better, do better and just keep like, like learning anything is about failing out. Like, and this is just another process you're learning in. It doesn't have to be so like raw and fraught with like, I think people get so, again, centering themselves. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I want to do the wrong thing. I'm like, you just, and I had done this too in the past, so I'm calling myself out. But like, you just make it about yourself again. And like, that's not the point of this whole exercise. So those are beautiful three points. Thank you for that. Very generous. Again, we'll have all your links in the show notes if someone's interested in going deeper or bringing you into like their workplace mm-hmm. or booking you because it's a very valuable resource. I know you do a lot of stuff with language too and making sure like language is inclusive, mm-hmm. which obviously makes so much sense from your birth chart. <laughs> You're such a word witch, a word wizard, word everything like master weaver. So let's talk a little bit, let's shift gears into your artistic realm. First of all, is there like a medium that you are loving right now, like that you're just feeling into? Oh, yeah. The big three right now are are digital art. It's so accessible, right? It's like it's easier for me to like get into it, not necessarily financially, like that is a big barrier for a lot of people who want to get into digital art. But like the I don't want to like set up everything or clean up everything (laughs) or, you know, it's become part of like my morning routine now, Mm. which is like what a beautiful thing for me at this point in my life to have time to make art in the morning. You know, I've always heard those, what's it called? Like the artist's way or whatever, where like you journal in the morning and like you're awake and you do things. You're like, look at this, look at me. (laughs) For a very long time, I was like, I could never, who is doing that? That sounds impossible. I would rather be sleeping. But now I like do it. Uh, But that's part of, you know, the digital art thing is like, it's a little easier for me to like fit that in throughout my day. So I try and do a little bit of that. I've been making a lot of really cool, um, like Chicano inspired art, just kind of like pulling from things that, you know, are just kind of special and just like come to mind and bring me some happiness and bring me some joy. And so that's a really cool uh, medium that I've really liked right now. I'm also loving watercolor. Oh, I just got some new watercolor sets invested in myself a little bit and really, yeah, just kind of putting that out there and, and trying something new and being okay with not being, you know, a master of it immediately, <laughs> which is 
a big growing edge, right? You want to like, this is hard. This is new. I don't have all of the tips and tricks yet, but I'm going to keep going anyway. Like that is a, a move. Honey, <laughs> I see your Virgo moon and I acknowledge <laughs> there just like, but I want to be the best and know the most of this and have all right. the things and do all the, have all the resources and I just be like, and I know. So again, to any of my Virgo placements that are just doing something and they're out of the analysis paralysis and just starting imperfectly perfect. I see you. I feel you. I'm applauding you. I'm rooting for you. I know how hard it is, but that's amazing. Okay. So those mediums, so important. I was going to ask you a bit about like jumping into calling yourself an artist. We kind of touched on that. Something that's coming through and looking at your chart. And I know what we're talking about before. I want to just ask you a bit about like the power and the role of, of community in the work that you're doing now and how that might have shifted your art or your sense of self or what you're doing. I know we talked about that you found yourself doing things alone for a lot of your life. And now you're <laughs> opening up, um, it sounds like, to so many different communities, but especially this collective and especially you know finding that within Harrisburg and also obviously at TTI. But tell me a little bit about, about that, about like maybe what surprised you or, or the effect of that on you. Yeah, that is something I'm very much leaning into as well, because I have just historically just like done things alone. <laughs> I'm like very comfortable with my own company. Uh, <laughs> I like you. the way that I do things, mm -hmm. very set in my ways. You can also see that all through my chart. It's <laughs> a really fun thing about me. But there's been a lot more opportunity, you know, in the last couple of years to like really be in community with people. Um, and work on things as a group and as collectively and as collaboratively. And the sharing mm -hmm. that happens in those spaces is so powerful. And I would never get that alone. But yeah, being in community, there is value in that too. And while it's like easy for me to be alone, <laughs> like do things alone and like do my whole like planning alone and it's going to be like this, just like this. And I know it's going to be like this because I'm in control of it. It's not the place to be all of the time. And, and like, if you are in a community, you also get to like, there's so many of the benefits of just like having community share with you. Right. And like help you to like adapt your work and adapt what you're creating and hear what you're feeling and how you're processing all of these things. And then it's, and then it's more than, than you. And I know that sounds simple, but then everything becomes a little bit bigger than just what you've put out there. I went to this um, innovation lab with the Resonance Network a few years ago now. And it was basically all about like learning collaboration and like working on projects together. And I was there and I was kind of like, all right, it's going to be lots of fun. <laughs> going to like learn how to do this. And it was like very valuable. And like, I learned so much there about like, First of all, like having something, making it on your own and having it be like the end product and that's it, like just your own input is like very limiting to like you and to your community and everybody who's going to experience it. And actually like you should be presenting things before like they're done so that people can give you that input so that the end product is not just what one person made, but what like a lot of people brought to the table together. And that the goal, of course, is like not perfection. Um, and it's the flaws, quote unquote, <laughs> that are in things that like are also, you know, part of why it's 
I don't want to say worth, but value. you know, like the value of it, it increases the value of it. Right. Another thing that's been on my mind a lot lately is that like, I'm not interested in perfect oh, art. God, right. Like, I have no Maureen. interest <laughs> in perfect, right? And like, what even is that? It was like not a possibility for anything to be perfect, right? But I'm like truly just not interested. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness. You're so right. You're so right. It's like it's so one-dimensional, one note. And that also the one-dimensional one note speaks to everything you're saying, not only about being perfect, but of doing things on your own. Like, it's mm-hmm. the spices, the perspective, the new shift from the people. Like, oh, right. And I love what you said of like, you're not supposed to present a finished work of art, like for the first time without other people's input or feedback. And it's not like finished then. And, and it's so, it's so true. It's so vulnerable. Like it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, to be open to that, especially because your art, it's like, I'm taking a slab of my heart and just putting it out there for, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh wait, and then you're also going to give me feedback. Like, what no but that's that's a beautiful journey in of itself again like i think of art as so much of just our practice of honoring our spiritual and physical self coming together and that all these things are practices like oh i want to bring something out from Mm -hmm. my experience and turn it into art whether that's through music or poetry or colors or shades or textures and then everything about it is a spiritual practice like okay like now i have to be vulnerable or connect or be seen so that is so beautiful. And then I love what you said about like, just, I'm not, and just so true, like perfect art, perfect people, perfect. It's like, it's so flat energetically, right? So I think that's, again, such permission for people to like, let it be imperfect, please, actually. And like, let it be a little messy. And mm-hmm. and again, I just know as, as a Virgo moon that these are lessons you really had to like, learn and anchor into this this is like the byproduct of someone who's done a lot of work with this <laughs> it just come naturally i feel that amazing such, such a good tip okay i'm about to get into your chart and talk about my favorite things about your chart because obviously i'm bursting at the seams with everything you're saying is just could not be more in line well before i get into here obviously a lot lots happening for you in the moment in the chart of the moment but is there any questions you have or anything that i could answer for you or anything you want to make sure I like dive into today? No, I was really just curious what would stand out for you. I didn't really come with a lot of questions, truly. All right, cool. So obviously everything you're saying, your chart, you have so much beautiful Taurus energy, especially like I think about, you have so much Venus energy is how I should actually phrase it because you have your sun in Taurus, your Mercury in Taurus, your I guess I'll do the big three. Taurus, Sun, Virgo, Moon, and Scorpio rising. So you have this like so much Venus. When you talk, I'm just like, yep, so much Venus energy in your chart. And there's the Taurus, Venus. It's a great distinction because you have your North Node and your Chiron is in Libra. So like it's a great distinction even in your own life of a little bit of the different of the Venus. Like the Taurus, Venus is earthy. It wants to connect. It wants to be cozy and like you know, I remember like seeing pictures of your house and everything you do just feels like, yes, like sensuous and like yummy and like cozy. And even your energy is so grounding and so much of your art, especially I'm thinking of like your carvings and things that just feel like, yes, like, mm-hmm. and again, Taurus really is also here to live in alignment with values and worthiness and your inherent worthiness and to connect back to your values over and over again and to build from that place and to take things slow and steady in your own timeline. 
and really just be, like be with the earth and, and be in your existence. And then that Venus, that air Venus in Libra is that like refined, that, that sense of like art, you know, like, oh, that beaut- that moves me, makes me feel like something, the aesthetics of a space, that like elegance, that grace, that just, again, going into like the fine arts and making us also feel again, that we deserve beauty and we deserve equity and inclusivity. Everyone deserves to tap into that beauty. And when things are out of balance, the Libra energy is like, no, does not compute. Like we should all be, again, experiencing a certain base level of access to harmony, fairness, justice, and the beauty that comes from that. So obviously your chart is like, you're just, you're living in it so beautifully. And I'm very excited for you because... I mean, I'm I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but this is a really big time for you, Dre. Like, what has been going on? Like, since middle of November, you're starting these eclipses and Taurus Scorpio every six months, like end of April, something big is coming, new beginning, new money, new sense of self, new huge karmic opportunity. And you know, it's sixth house energy, so it could show up in a lot of ways and like help you need or support or you know, you going further in your career because you're in a very sixth house kind of career line. I'm showing up as a facilitator, consultant. But have you been feeling it? Like, because these next 18, 17 months are going to be like, buckle up, which I know for the Taurus Scorpio, the fixed energy sometimes, even though you have a lot of mutable in your chart too. There's like a lot of a lot of change coming. How does that feel to you? I've already felt like there's <laughs> like what <laughs> I think I've had to do like a lot of accepting that like things that work out the way I want them to work out were supposed to be, but also things that did not work out the way I wanted them to work out are also meant to be. <laughs> and uh, what is meant for me is meant mm-hmm. for me, right? It is. You know, I had the the shift in my job, this new position, which was like a very big win for me. And then there was like some shifts in like home and physical space where I was like, all right, well, I didn't get to do that. But that's like, okay, like I'm still safe. I still have a home. I'm still comfortable. But yeah, it's been quite a big adjustment as somebody who like very much roots in places. <laughs> It's hard to unroot a little bit and then replant, but, you know, kind of just breathing with it. Breathing with it. Trying my best. I I love that. (laughs) Breathing with it. You are so like rooted and grounded, but again, you still want to be able to flow and clearly you're learning that. And the changes coming, like the distinction within them of just like, the other changes you're going through. Yes, I feel a lot. We went through our Jupiter return at the same time. Mind you, I'm 12 years older than you, but like we have the same Jupiter. So we were going through it during, you know, height of the quarantine at home pandemic, 2020. So we were like in our expansion year while being completely <laughs> stuck at home, except for like, you know, a few rallies and protests and trips to the grocery yeah. store. So we had that unique shared experience of like, we went through probably one of the most expansive times in our life when everyone else might have felt really stuck, but we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a recuperating from that. So that was 2020 for you. And then last year, yeah, you were going through big expansion, third and fourth house. You're, you know, writing communication, your community, your local teaching, local area, and then your fourth house of home. 
So opposite your career line. So now the shifts that are coming to you, they're almost like an integration and a payoff of some of the unsettled shifting you've done, aligning you into a deeper sense of your authenticity and your identity and how the world perceives you and perhaps even like a little bit of your physical self, like a, a shift in just your aura, your essence, you know, how you move through life and a little bit going through, yeah, like partnerships, relationships, conscious relationships, and also just your day-to-day -day routine. And it's like the payoff of like what's felt really shaky for a while, but like like this snow globe being shook up. I feel like the changes, these are going to be like, they're fixed changes. So they're almost like setting you off for the next 18 years or so of like, yep, no, this is who I am. This is what I'm worthy of. This is what I value in life. And a lot of my change around that, but not though, like there's a certain pipeline I'm building here that like you can flow within that, but no, like I'm not going outside of that. So just, you know, a, a way of thinking about that. And then I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if you're, you're this summer. I don't have any plans, but your schedule, it looks busy. You know, with work and what drives you, what motivates you, I see you getting involved in something that is almost consumes you with passion this summer. And I want you to let it actually, like, you know, sometimes it might be like, ah, oh, tamp it down, but you're meant to go pretty far with something. Mm -hmm. And like, I would truly say, even beyond our conversation we've had, I said, let it be messy. Like, do it, do it fast, go far. Mm -hmm. And then you can use the fall to like regroup and recalibrate. But there's something in your chart that wants to like shoot you forward to the next level in your work, but also it's going through your fifth house of your creativity and your expression. And it might be going like, I'm interested about this community element because your community element is so important to your moon, your sense of safety and security and your intuition, your inner child. But then right opposite, your fifth house is going to be really lit up this summer with Jupiter expanding your sense of like, let me be creative and let me do it by myself too. So that balance, whatever you're studying, you're in this like earth school mm -hmm. moment of like the me and the we and like the importance of that. I feel like yeah. you're going to be like, come out of the summer, like, oh, I really understand that now, the importance of that. So wow. lean into <laughs> that. And you have so much about your chart that I love. But when you were talking, I just could not stop thinking about your Virgo moon in the 11th and your Venus and Gemini and like your Venus is your values <laughs> and like it's how you figure out like what's really important to me let me live in alignment with that when I live in alignment with that I'm magnetic I'm open I'm receptive I'm pulling things to me versus having to like have like, like a uphill battle or like swimming upstream and I would say like if your Venus is in Gemini you gotta like listen to your creativity you listen to your curiosity rather listening to like and questioning things and learning and being our interesting people who are inspiring and like feeding that those like little seltzer bubbles of the brain like let it go up let it let it be curious and so you doing that but it's in your eighth house so it's not the light shallow end of that you're in like I want to go deep into things I want to go far I want to go into the metaphysical occult spaces I want to go into the ancestral spaces I want to go into the like the shamanic medicine people bases. And I also want to do all of that to figure out how do I get myself free? And how do I make others free through that curiosity, whatever that taught me and, and the words and the research. And you're so good with words. I just feel like in the beginning of when we started working together in 2020 and I was like, oh, Dre, it's just teaching me so many good words, like so many good ways of saying that or taking a big concept and you give it a word and you're like, yes, thank you for that word. 
So yeah, words are also <laughs> one of your superpowers. So I, I just love you listening to you. Again, such an embodiment of your chart. And the thing that I'm really shooketh over, astrology or not, just muggle. I'm like, how are you this old, this young? You are the oldest soul. I'm like, you're not even anywhere even near your Saturn return and you're already in this. And I'm like, so then I look at your chart. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like the eighth house, 12th house energy, Scorpio rising, old ass soul. You are an old soul, Dre. You have done this earth thing many, many times. I feel that so much off of you. But yeah, so anything you want to, any questions or reflections or anything you want to go back to in your chart? Wow. I feel I feel a lot of that. Yeah. The we and me thing feels like a big life lesson. I feel like that'll just be ongoing. And I think that's one of those things where it's, um, you know, just you get to the next, to the next, to the next, and you need to get clearer about it. I think, you know, too, that I am realizing that, like, it's not like you arrive anywhere. Um, uh, <laughs> lesson. You just like keep getting better at it. Like, you know, I could talk 15 minutes ago about perfectionism and why it's not real and really problematic and like part of white supremacy, but also there's like still so much to unlearn about that. Like I've been arrived at <laughs> getting away from perfectionism, but yeah, like a lot of those kind of things that feel like the lessons of life, like feel very Absolutely. real. And also all the Venus in my Oh, my chart. God. You're just like Venus on Venus. On, I'm like, I'm like, you're trying like, to look at it, just the energetics of it. I'm like, it's just Venus land. I'm in a Venus, Venusian paradise. <laughs> Find me on a Friday. Yeah. It's my happiest day. <laughs> Imagine. It's like, I'm still working. But I still the feel way so good. you must be lit up on a Friday. Uh, please believe I cannot even imagine um, the goodness there, but... No, you're so right. I was just talking to someone else um, who came on the podcast about, yeah, it's just, it's there's not an arrival state. It's just here, being here and right. yeah, looking around, which is very Venusian, like finding the beauty in the moment, finding the beauty even in like the struggles, which, you know, it's easier said than done, but finding the beauty in the messing up and the failing and just like mining, like this last guest said, like mining every moment for like what it, like what you can get out of it and like just mm-hmm. being super here which to me is always a really great lesson of Venus energy. It's so much about like the here and the physical and the five senses and mm-hmm. dropping in. And even in a moment of like pain or it's like, yeah, how can I make this into art? How could I like channel this into something beautiful? And again, needing your curiosity to, to do that sometimes. It's like, hmm, this <laughs> is a real head scratcher, this one. But but you're doing it. You're living your chart so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. I can't even imagine like, post Saturn return. I'm not going to be here cheering you on every step of the way, but whenever I look at your chart, I'm like, wait, is that right? Your Saturn is so far away. You're so young and old soul, <laughs> young body. OMG. But thank you so much for coming on. You know, we're wrapping up our time. I want to honor your schedule, yeah. but how, how can people find you? What's the best way for people to interact with you? Or, uh, and are you taking commissions? What's, how can people work with you? Yeah, uh, you can find me lots of spaces. So you probably just want to take a, a note of the the show notes uh, before you log off here. But Drake on Chile is my Instagram handle. It's my first name, C-O-N-C-H-I-L-E. And then my art Instagram is Studio Conchile. You can also find me on my website. It'll be in the show notes and the Garden Collective Studio as well. So you can check out everything that um, my cool friends are doing. They're really awesome, Honey Lou and Gabe, and you should check them out too. 
always promote your friends. If you're not doing that, I don't know what you're doing. Lastly, transgendertraininginstitute.com. You can listen to me speak even more. Uh, (laughs) I do webinars. You can hire us for your workplace, your community space, you know, your family wants a private session. Uh, whatever you might need, we'll probably be able to help you out. You can follow our, web- our go to our website, follow our newsletter, uh, see all the offerings that we have. I'd love to share space with you in that way as well. Amazing. It's a, it's a good array. And like I said, promote your friends. Such another good lesson, right? right? To, good to the last <laughs> drop this podcast episode. Dre, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your light and your wisdom and all of your Venusian energy. It's it's such medicine. We so appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening, as always, for tuning in. Go follow Dre. Go follow all of their amazing projects and go follow their friends. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other Cosmic Baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.